Welcome to the Congregation of Yahweh. We're passionate about declaring the truths that the Bible contains. It's for everyone. We hope that you'll enjoy and be enriched by this message. Hallelujah. You know, it is Yahweh who has set the foundation. It is Yahweh who has set the standard. It is Yahweh who is leading. And it's our responsibility to follow. You know, I've been a Nottingham boy for most of my life. There have been occasions when I have lived in the Middle East or I've lived in Germany, but predominantly my life has been in Nottingham. This is where I was brought up. I am very familiar with Nottingham and everything about Nottingham. The Nottingham Church was where I grew and where I developed my ministry. My heart was in Nottingham and my heart was for and in the Nottingham Church. Shirley and myself, we moved to Blythe in August 2020. Two years ago, three years ago almost, between the two national lockdowns of COVID. Now we have been praying about this for some time and in 2019 we had confirmed it was what Yahweh was asking us to do. People asked us and said, what will you do when you get up there? And my response was, Yahweh has told us to go. That's all I know. And so we were obedient and we went. But once we realized that it was what Yahweh wanted us to do, something happened. My heart shifted. My focus shifted. My heart moved from Nottingham to the northeast before we actually moved. I still lived in Nottingham, but my affections were moving to the northeast. So I began to put down various responsibilities in the Nottingham church because my heart had shifted. My focus had shifted and my heart had moved to the northeast. My home for many years, the Nottingham Church, where my heart was, had found itself a new home. And that home was Blythe. Now, the title of my talk today is Home is where the heart is. And my primary focus will be in the house church. Now from the outset, I would like to share something. On the first day, when Alcott was reaffirming the dream he had regarding the field, and he identified that as the new vineyard, as he was talking... And as he shared, I believe that Yahweh gave me another detail with regards that vineyard. 
And I have confirmed this and spoke to, spoken with Alcott concerning this. And I believe that Yahweh will show me, and it's specifically related to the house church. Yahweh will show me. Remember, Alcott said that the vineyard was the expanse of the UK. And, Yahweh, and I, I actually saw it forming as Alcott was speaking. Every house church has been given oversight and responsibility of a plot within that vineyard. And what that house church has to do is cultivate that ground. Make that ground ready for planting. Make that ground ready to be fertile, to produce crop, to produce fruit. And as he was speaking, I saw patches forming in the vineyard, representative of the very lo various locations throughout the UK. But the focus was the house church. Some people may wonder what the phrase heart, sorry, the home is where the heart is, what that actually means. Now, it's a, an idiomatic phrase, which in layman's terms is an expression that cannot be understood according to its literal meaning. An idiom is a turn of phrase like saying, it's raining cats and dogs. Now, it doesn't mean that cats and dogs are falling from the sky. It means that it's raining and very heavily. We understand that, yes? Home is where the heart is, is a term not necessarily equated to where you have a roof over your head and all the comforts of life. It is where you feel the most affection for the people who are around you. It's where your affection lies. Now, the house church, is that where your heart is? Or is your heart still hankering after or left in the former model of all coming together for the Sabbath every Sabbath? Now, maybe... There are some that are still on the fence with regard this model. You see, what we need to realize is that the house church has a proven track record. We see it throughout the New Testament. There's a saying that goes like this, nothing paralyzes our lives like the attitude that things cannot change. We need to remind ourselves that Yahweh can change things. Outlook determines outcome. We've heard that before. If we see only the problem, we will be defeated. But if we see the possibility and potential in what Yahweh is doing, we will see Yahweh perform wonders in this model. Now, perhaps some may feel a little uncomfortable about being together in a small group 
where I don't really know the people that I'm with. Perhaps I'm so used to blending in and camouflaging myself in the group and crowd of people so not to have accountability, so to sit back in the background, not to be noticed, to do my own thing. Maybe I'm a little fearful of people seeing the real me. You see, when I moved to Blythe, I knew most of the congregation. I knew them here. I knew a little about them, to a degree. But it wasn't until I shared myself with them that we lived life together, that we fellowshiped and prayed and broke bread together, we ate together, but we also encountered some difficulties together, personality clashes, disagreements, misunderstandings. But it's only then that I began to know them even more. And dare I say, they got to know me a little bit more. <laughs> you see, this is how family is built how we learn to trust one another and build up the house church in the form of a family, learning to trust one another. So what about building a family in the house church model? There's a saying that goes, you cannot choose your family. Now, most often when people refer to this, they mean their family of origin, the family you were born into or the family you were adopted into. But the family of origin can also include family members like grandparents, aunts, cousins, sisters-in-law, brothers-in-law, the list can go on and on. You see, the house church model has to become an extension to our family. That's the only way the house church model is going to work. And what I mean by this is that it's important that we make good memories within the house church. That's very important. Everyone, you see, everyone needs a home to live in, but a supportive family is what builds a home. And this is what the house church should be like. A family means you are part of something that is yours to own. Something you cherish. A place that you call home. A place you enjoy the company of those within the family. A place where we serve one another. Because we are all called to serve, and that's without exception. Serve together in a common cause, a place where those within the house church family become dear to you. You see, building a family means we build relationships. It means 
I learn to trust. It means we work together to build up the family. It means that we act responsibly towards the well-being of that family, of the church family, of your house church. Let me interject here. If we are building family, then it's important that we do have accountability to each other. Meaning that there is expectation and that there is accountability for all members of that house church that will serve to motivate each member to do their personal best. Which means having accountability to the facilitator or the leader, which means talking to them, not about them. Which means having accountability to one another. And this will cause us to evaluate our motives. It will cause us to invest in our time. Invest in the effort of meeting together, which means taking part even when I don't feel up to it. It means communicating effectively with each other. If I'm not going to be present on the Sabbath day, let the leader know. Let the members of your house church know. Family means we stand together and we support one another. Communication with each member of your family, of your house church. But it also means we have to have honest conversations. You see, the success of any family is measured by the members' willingness to engage. You see, the house church model is a model that works. We see that throughout the Gospels in Paul's journey. Wherever Paul made connections with people, be it Rome, be it Corinth, be it Galatia, Ephesus, wherever he went, house churches were established and started and the church expanded and grew as a result. You see, the house church is made up of a family of believers that stand together with the same purpose, the same objective, the same belief, the same passion, and the same values. A place where your needs, where my needs are met. A place that we turn to in time of struggle and hardship. And that means being honest about my struggle. So that the house church members are informed about how they can help. 
You see, the family of believers, the house church, can only work effectively if we are honest with each other and invest in the model that is family. And we can only build that family if our house church is where our heart is. You see, family isn't always about blood. It's about those willing to hold your hand and those willing to support you when you need it the most. You see, if our heart and soul is in it, we can make something beautiful. Putting our heart and mind into the smallest acts we do for one another, we will see something wonderful taking shape. But there's also something else we need to bear in mind if we are a part of of this family, the house church I'm talking about. And if we are to invest in family, then we have to allow those family members within our house church to speak into my life. And that's about acceptance. It's about openness. It's about communication. It's about being available to one another. It should be a place where we fellowship and pray and eat. We live life together. I know your struggle. You know mine. We are honest with each other. But we allow ourselves to become that little bit vulnerable. So to create that unity, so that I can be known to you and you can be known to me, but we have to allow ourselves to be known, which includes being honest with ourselves. You see, a support network is what, what we should find in the house church. A support network both in my journey of faith, but also in the struggles that I face. Openly sharing how I feel. You see, the house church has to become a place of refuge. Where our hearts will turn in time of struggle and hardship. What about... The coming together on the Sabbath. Let me say here, we have to keep the sanctity of the Sabbath. And how we meet and conduct ourselves on the Sabbath is important. You see, because we are placed, because the house church is placed Within the community, people will observe. People will watch and people will take note. So we have to start as we mean to go on. You see, Sabbath is a part of what sets us apart. It has to be a part of what we do, both in heart and its practice. But let me say this, the house church is not a shrunken version of the church. 
and the way that we have always formulated our plans on the Sabbath. We can't just shrink the way of doing church from a big building into a small one. And what I mean by this is that each house church is unique and different. It has its own expression, but what we do on Sabbath is important. It has to be a representation of who we are and the origins of our faith rooted in the principle of the Sabbath. It's important that we do meet on the Sabbath day. That doesn't mean we can't meet on other occasions too. And we encourage that. But we have to maintain the practice of meeting on the Sabbath together in our house church. You see, remembering the Sabbath to keep it holy, as it says up there, is twofold. It's a state of mind, but it's a condition of the heart also. But it's also a practice that we routinely observe each week, which means the house church has to consecrate it, has to sanctify it, has to prepare for it, dedicate it as a time of coming together. In the north, we have community events taking place on the Sunday. And members of the church attend those events, but we still meet together on the Sabbath. The Sabbath and the meeting together is cherished and it's protected. It has to be the same for all house churches. Home is where the heart is. Yes, it's a feeling, but it also needs to become our reality. We all need to be invested into it. You see, when there is unity and when there is strength, when we are together and when we are calibrating, I think the word is, with the Holy Spirit, then we will see wonderful things happen. Keeping on the topic of the Sabbath day, it's important that we do incorporate various things such as worship and teaching built on the apostles' doctrine, breaking of bread, fellowship with food, gifts of the Spirit. When was the last time you saw gifts of the Spirit being manifested in your house church. You see, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, He gives us gifts that He desires to be released much more than we can imagine in us and through us as such a, such a greater measure. But these gifts are given for delivery, not for us to accumulate. You see, 1 Corinthians tells us that there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Elohim. And there are diversities of operations, but it is in 
the same Elohim. And the list goes on. It's important that we exercise them within the house church. We need to realize that the house church is strategically placed to impact its community. We all have talents and gifts that have to be given. And so we aim for Yahweh's best for our lives. And the house church model is the perfect setting for us to grow in those gifts where we trust one another. You see, we, use, we need to use these gifts to fulfill Yahweh's divine purpose for the house church in its community. We must always give the Holy Spirit the right of way because when we do, Gifts will be manifested and we will see Yahweh move in ways we have not imagined. But we have to be invested into it. You see, as Yahweh's children, we are not to be mere observers within the house church. We are all, all to be active participants. You see, observers sit and watch Participants take part, actively engaging within the house church. We are called to use our spiritual gifts to serve each other, but also the community. If we have a spiritual gift, then we need to use it, because they are not given for my benefit. They are given for the benefit of others. You see, we cannot be passive members in our house group as it, this benefits no one. Participation has to be the lifestyle we adopt and we choose. When Alcott first shared about the vineyard and he said that there were people waiting outside to go in, people that went in, it's an expectation that they will work in that vineyard. And it's the same with the house church. You know, I'm a member of a gym and I have a, an addictive nature, so I have committed myself with some policing from others and restricted myself to just three times a week. But if I don't visit the gym, and if I don't use the equipment given to exercise, I'm not an active member. I'm just listed on its membership. And it's the same with the house church. If I don't attend, if I don't use or exercise the gifts that I have been given, then I'm not an active member. I'm just listed on its membership. You see, using our spiritual gifts will serve to build up the family, will serve to affect change in the community around you. It will actually draw people towards the body of Yeshua and will serve to demonstrate Yeshua in our community. Our spiritual gifts 
are there to be used. Peter said, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of Yahweh's varied grace, whoever speaks, speaks as one who speaks the oracles of Yahweh. Whoever serves, serves as one who serves by the strength that Yahweh supplies, in order that in everything Yahweh may be glorified through Yeshua. Serving the community, what does that look like? You see, the house church model is primed to change community. And what I mean by this is where you are situated is in the heart of your community. You know the man who lives behind you. You know the family who lives across the street. The neighbors two doors down. The family struggling around the corner from you. The gifts we have been given should be used to affect change within that community. Barbecues, garden parties, tea parties, coffee mornings, doing a meal for somebody, taking food parcels for your neighbors, relational evangelism. Our gifts can be used and demonstrated in this way in the house church model. Meeting the need of our community means we need to get to know it and how to relate to it. We need to be outward looking. The house church is not there for self-service. We are there to be outward looking, looking into our communities. If we are to make our patch fertile, if we are to make our patch grow, You see, every house church is different and how it relates to the community will be different. You know, back in October, I came to the Nottingham church and I I spoke about the early church and despite its challenges, it was able to affect change within its community, but it had to know its community first. And so often we can look back on our past And we can try and emulate those things that we have done so well. And in doing so, we strive to repeat. But often, this doesn't work because we are subjected to generational changes. And of late, locational changes. But more importantly, we are people on the move. And sometimes we just have to trust the direction that Yahweh is taking us. And that direction is in the house church model that firmly sits within the new vineyard and the 1845 vision. We need to embrace this. You see, the early church built on this model affected change because they had everything in common, meaning they shared, meaning they lived together, that no one went lacking. 
but they shared the, faith, the same belief, the same faith, the same attitude, the same passion, and the same objective. And they served together in their patch with the same devotion, with the same enthusiasm, worked together to reach the same objective, all things in common. But they also had the same spirit, meaning all the believers were in the same had the same heart and mind. You see, the Acts community were a new people who had a new devotion, and they fashioned and lived by that devotion each and every day. They lived by the principles set out under the apostles' doctrine, meaning they were steadfastly attentive to it. They continued all the time in that teaching. They persevered even through difficulty. But here's what will make us, here's what will make the house church a vibrant community. They were in a state of constant readiness to live by the example of that teaching. In other words, their lives emulated that teaching. Their hearts were invested in it. You see, if we are all in that same way of thinking, it will permeate into our communities. If we all labor in our patch, we will see the new vineyard begin to flourish. And you will see patches forming here and there. We will see fruit forming here and there. We need to learn to engage with our community. And if there is something that we are doing that is not working, then we need to evaluate and reflect and analyze what we're actually doing. And if we need to do something different, and if we need to make changes, then make the change, but don't compromise. Do not compromise to be relevant. Don't compromise the Sabbath so to be relevant. Don't compromise the truth so to be accepting. The house church has to embrace its own mission for its own community and use the gifts it has been given to service its patch, its community. In doing this, we need to realize the art that old ways don't necessarily open new doors because it's a new vineyard. It's time for change. And it's important that we stand for the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I'm closing now. It's, it's, 
the house church is not an organization you join. It's a family where you belong, a house where you feel loved, a place where you should be finding, finding healing. The house church has to become a place where you don't feel like a visitor. But if you are feeling like a visitor, then perhaps it's time to immerse yourself into it a little more and become an active member. See, the house church is not a place where we are afraid to be ourselves and allow others to see me. It's got to feel like a home. It's a place where the presence of the Almighty needs to permeate into our own experience before it can pass through into our community. You see, if we invest in it, we will find that it will become the home where our heart is. It will become the home of your community. It will become the place where they will find the support they need, a place they will call home. Your house church will become an extension to their family, a place they will find Yahweh for themselves. The house church has the potential to change its community if we are invested into it and our heart is in it. So be the change for your community. Thank you for spending some time with us. We hope that you've been encouraged and inspired. We pray that what you've heard will transform your life.